Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, this is Jeremy Evans. Today is Tuesday, September 3rd. Normally we'd do the podcast on Monday, but since yesterday was a national holiday, Labor Day decided to uh, uh, take the day off, so to speak. Not really, but you know what I mean. And um, so here we are today for uh, episode nine of the Believe in Sports Law podcast. And uh, today's topic is on the power of podcast. And uh, sort of in a, a laughable way, I, I, I get that a podcaster calling on the power of podcasting, maybe like calling the, uh, the pot, calling the kettle black. But um, I think ultimately the power and influence of podcast is, is evident uh, today. And we'll go through some examples of that and uh, how that all is playing out currently and how that might play out in the future. And particularly why the power of podcast should not be something that's surprising in terms of the way the market has gone uh, with, with content. So sort of where we're at today is, uh, I mean, even particularly with this podcast, this is episode nine here and so many relationships have been developed and opportunities have been developed just by producing and hosting this podcast with, with the Believe Network who have been uh, terrific um, uh, host and, um, and partners in this endeavor. And we'll even talk about um, some, some recent news with them that that's been really cool. So, you know, ultimately podcasting, uh, when we look at sort of the market, we can see that, uh, for example, WWE or World Wrestling Entertainment just entered into a a production and distribution deal with Endeavor, specifically their audio division, which is fascinating in itself that Endeavor has an audio division now. But those shows with the World Wrestling uh, Entertainment Group or WWE, uh, they're going to be having their superstar wrestlers on various podcasts. So that's a fascinating uh, development there. I don't know when that's going to be going live, uh, but that was in an article that I recently read uh, via The Hollywood Reporter. So that should be a pretty powerful network. Um, I know that uh, with regard to WWE, they have a lot of fans. So ultimately, we're going to see a lot of content come out of that. Uh, another big example uh, recently is the success of uh, Ringer Partners. Uh, this is uh, formerly Grantland um, and uh, Bill Simmons. He's a great podcaster, a great writer, and uh, he's turning in the power of his podcast into getting book deals for his colleagues um, and fellow podcasters over at uh, Ringer. So I think that's something that um, has the potential to continue to develop, and we can sort of see how uh, content emerges from that and um, you know ultimately you do a podcast and it leads to a book deal you do a podcast it leads to a television show there's a lot of different things uh, in terms of creating content and where that goes and what's interesting is the ringer uh, which was launched in 2016 now has over 30 podcast shows uh, so it's definitely growing and it's something that um, uh, again i think has the 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 continued availability for growth as we sort of move down down the line here. So uh, another example is over at Barstool Sports, which is uh, a sports um, brand that I would say specializes in sort of being, um, 
I guess maybe you might not call them the anti-ESPN, but in terms of they just do, I guess maybe it's the more the more fun network. Uh, they do things maybe a little more risque, and I think that's their brand, and they appreciate that. And um, they definitely do uh, produce some good content. Well, interestingly enough, uh, one-third of their revenue, uh, Barstool Sports revenue, now comes from a podcast. So I think that's a fascinating development, and it's something that we're starting to see uh, through other companies. I mean, I don't think that's any surprise that uh, the WWE is looking to produce its own podcast uh, through its superstar wrestlers. I don't think it's any surprise that the that the Ringer Partners have decided to get into the podcast business, and they've had a lot of success, you know, with thirty shows now. So there's a lot of room for development here, and a lot of growth. And um, you know, just as an example, as I mentioned with Barstool Sports, thirty five percent of their revenue now comes from the podcast business. So, and again, this is a major company. And I know that other companies have done this too. ESPN does have its own podcast and I believe Fox Sports has its own podcast. And uh, so there's a lot of development there. So a lot of personalities doing their own shows as compliments to um, their sort of live television shows uh, that can be produced uh, in that in that manner. So again, some great examples there. And uh, it, I think another interesting fact, when this comes from some reports over at IAB and PWC, which are some basically some data gathering organizations. Um, if you haven't heard of them, you know, just you know, Google them. But they're pretty popular and pretty well known. They sort of noted in a recent report that um, that in terms of promoting companies looking to promote products and services on various uh, host podcasts. Uh, that advertising revenue uh, from, from those companies paying to sort of the host podcast, they spent $479 million in 2018 on ad revenue for podcast. And uh, that was a growth of 53% from 2017. And according to this same report, that figure is expected to grow to $1 billion by the year 2021. So we're talking about a significant source of revenue. Matter of fact, as I mentioned earlier, I was going to talk a little bit about uh, the Believe Podcast Network. This was announced back in June, but just as an example, Believe Podcast Network signed a sort of distribution, production, and equity type deal with Black Label Media, which is the producer for La La Land, the hit show, the hit uh, musical. And uh, it's it's sort of an interesting thing because it shows the power of, of podcast and it shows where these distribution deals are happening. As a matter of fact, it was just announced last week that um, that the Believe Podcast Network reached 100 shows. And I believe the Believe Podcast Network is number one in terms of uh, professional podcast. That's just a lot of content being produced, and it's great. And and ultimately, I think it's sort of we're, we're seeing this growth, and we'll get into the reasons why. But there were some interesting uh, facts that I wanted to put out there in terms of data and numbers. There's an article on Marketing Land, and it was all about the um, U.S. podcast ad revenue growing by 53% in 2018, which we just mentioned, where it was $479 million, and it's supposed to grow to $1 billion. Well, interestingly, um, this sort of article asked, why, why should we care? Well, 
you know, in terms of the American population and, and sort of internationally, who's listening to podcasts? Well, 51% of Americans over the age of 12 have listened to a podcast and 22% have listened in the past week. So that's a significant amount of content consumption. Uh, next sort of interesting piece is that 78% of listeners say they don't mind branded sponsorships, which sort of shows the power of advertising and uh, what's going on with that in terms of why we're seeing this increase in advertising dollars going into podcast. Now, of course, uh, like with radio, uh, I think the numbers show that the advertisements with podcasts seem to go better when you're dealing with the host talking about an advertisement versus a inserted advertisement. I think that just sort of makes sense. There's more trust with the host and you're listening to the host anyway, so you recognize his voice. Now, uh, moving into why this is sort of important and why this is happening in terms of the power of podcast. I don't think it's any surprise that when you combine the audio first technologies, according to this article that I mentioned with in marketing land, when you combine audio first technologies that are uh, put into smart speakers and cars, you know, advertisers are realizing that podcasts are a marketing platform that is a constant companion to millions of potential customers. And of course, the ease of producing a podcast and the cost reduction of producing a and distributing a podcast is so significantly less compared to a film or television show, uh, or even frankly, a radio show, which requires advertisements uh, generally to even uh, get on, get onto a, um, a radio station and, and or to be syndicated. Whereas with podcast, your distribution, you know, you really don't have limits there. You can distribute anywhere. You don't really have roadblocks pretty much the internet highway and uh, people being able to subscribe to your podcast, it makes it pretty straightforward and, and, and pretty simple. So uh, we've mentioned sort of the WWE deal. We've mentioned Barstool Sports and their their revenue increasing. We've mentioned uh, Ringer Partners with Bill Simmons and his terrific work over um, over there with his growing his podcast now into book deals talked about uh, Black Label Media and the Blue Podcast Network and their deal, which is sort of essentially a co-distribution production equity deal. Uh, and that was the company in terms of Black Label Media that produced La La Land. So, so obviously seeing a lot of growth here. Well, what does this all mean for entertainment media and sports and the markets there? Well, for one, it's an additional source of revenue for host producers and distributors. Second, there should be no surprise for the explosion of podcast. And let me explain why. So Jonathan Perelman, who is one of the head guys over at ICM, which is an entertainment agency here in Hollywood, he had this great quote that says, uh, content is king, but distribution is queen, and she wears the pants. Sort of a funny quote, but it, it has a lot of meaning behind it. And it, it makes per perfect sense with podcasts because – where host and producers are always looking for ways to increase revenue and lower costs while finding new ways to distribute content. You know, podcasts are a low cost to produce, whether you're doing audio or even the, uh, the video, usually a basic desk and studio. Look at Colin Coward's uh, podcast where he's in a basic studio. Um, you look at Joe Rogan, it's a basic studio, basic desk. And I don't mean that in terms of there's not a lot of work that goes behind it, but in terms of it's not some major studio 
you know, and you can basically hear the content at any time. And of course, when you're talking about the format, you're usually dealing between a mix of scripted and real-time conversation. So this is sort of like what I do, where you know I might have a scripted, um, a little bit of a scripted uh, uh, sort of idea when I'm talking about you know a topic or questions, or I'm referencing different articles, or if I'm doing an interview, you know I maybe have some questions prepared, and we may have done some prep work with with the guest. But ultimately, it's a real-time conversation as well. But unlike radio, where you basically listen to it one time and that's it, um, but like Netflix and other streamers, podcasts can be listened to at any time and all the time. And I think that's sort of when you combine the power of the distribution of a podcast and uh, the ease of doing it, the low cost of production, and the fact that a podcast can be listened to at any time. It's not like you know you you don't have to listen to it right when it goes live. You can listen to it anywhere. And of course, with dis- distributors like iTunes and Spotify and other platforms where you can essentially post your your podcast for free on those platforms and either they're looking for ad revenue or they're just looking for content or they may actually um, you know, insert uh, advertisements into the uh, podcast uh, as they're sort of developing and they may be developing their own uh, advertising revenue through their own company-driven uh, business relationships. So with the low cost of producing and the high advertising revenue based on the fact you know where people can listen to this at any time, they can listen in their car, they can listen on their phones, listen on the train, listen on their computers, listen anywhere. Uh, I think the equation, the result of that equation is great, great content and high profit. And of course, if content is king, and distribution is queen and she wears the pants. I think the, the sort of riddle been, has been solved there with regard to you can have cheap production or pro- cheap produced content in a cheap distribution with great content. I think you're I think you're in a really good spot. So that's sort of what's been happening uh, with podcasts there. Now, you know, again, podcasts are kind of revolutionary because they do not require uh, major production budgets, contracts, or planning. You know, when I invite a guest on, it's the invest come the guest comes on, and it's almost like we're having a telephone conversation, and um, and in, in some sense, it really is. But with sort of the the growth of technology and the ease of use of these things, it just makes it really simple and straightforward. And it also seems to attract the highest and most well paid, uh, and most, I guess, let me rephrase the highest paid and most well recognized uh, entertainers and sports stars, and influencers. Uh, and why? Well, for content creators and participants, the ease of creation, use, and distribution makes for happy customers uh, on both the listening end and on the production uh, and distribution end. Uh, and sort of when you're looking at this from a psychological standpoint, you know, simply control over the process, pre and post production and distribution can make things go really smoothly. You know, you're not having to sign up huge deals. You're not really necessarily worried about. Um, who owns the content and unless you're looking to switch the network, um, you know, or you're just sort of looking at, let's get the content out there. And uh, I think that's also produced not only great content, but a great place to talk about issues and to present different things. And, and, and it's also something where, you know, you have to meet people where they're at. And if people, you know, like the radio, they like television, they like Netflix, they like the stream, they like satellite, they like podcast. You're just providing a different avenue for people to listen in and uh, take part in what they're passionate about. So, 
that's the power of podcast. And this is uh, today's uh, podcast, episode nine with the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, I'm your host, Jeremy Evans, uh, with the Believe in Sports Law podcast. And again, today is Tuesday, September 3rd. Hope you all have a great week. And we will be back next week uh, with uh, possibly with a special guest, which I'll wait to uh, release that for the next, um, next podcast. Thank you for listening. And have a great day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.